Welcome to the Thrive Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly DeSantos, and I'm here to talk all things business, money, motivation, and manifestation. My goal in this podcast is to help turn your vision board into your reality and live a life of freedom. I'll interview some of the most amazing women in business who will give you all the tips and advice you need to live your most abundant life. We were not put on this earth to survive. We are here to thrive. So without further ado, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Thrive Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and having a good day so far. My day started off a little gloomy. It was definitely raining earlier this morning and kind of dark and dreary. But now the sun is out and it's shining. I think it's in the high 60s right now, which is, you know, okay. I personally like hot weather. I want it to be like closer to 80. Um, I like summer clothing. I like summer activities. I like to go to the pool. I want to be tan. You know, I know those days are coming, but when we have these nice kind of 70-ish winter days in Florida... I totally love those too. I definitely love going on my walks and just feeling the sun beating on me. So sunshine always makes me happy. Yes, I got a lot of good feedback on the last episode. Uh, A lot of people asked me a lot of different questions about Paris. It seems like a lot of people are interested in going there. And funny enough, I did have a couple friends that went to Paris within the last year or so. So I actually got some recommendations from them as well. Yeah, if you have any questions or want any of my personal favorite recommendations of Paris, just DM me. I am in the process of doing a YouTube channel as well. So all these podcasts are going to be uploaded onto the YouTube channel. And we're going to incorporate some travel info on that as well, since that is, of course, one of my passions, as you guys know. So I oftentimes when I'm traveling, I'll take a lot of short videos and I'll post a lot to like my stories just so I can like share where I am and you can see, you know, whether it's food or if it's a restaurant or wherever, just because I think that's how I learn a lot about places to go is from other people sometimes. And if I see a little video, I'm like, oh, I want to go there, then I'll look that up. So it's definitely a way to kind of like share different experiences, see what people recommend doing, or if you see something that looks interesting to you, maybe you've never heard of it before, but you just saw a 10 second clip on my story, and you want to go there now. So I do take a lot of videos like that. So I'm going to kind of put some of those into some YouTube shorts and different other videos. I also do a lot of videos of the hotels I stay at because I think those are the most reliable reviews. If I'm going to go to a hotel or an area that I've never been to, I will try to look like on someone's Instagram or social media account or if they have like a travel YouTube channel, like because that is what you're getting. When I am walking into the hotel room and I'm videoing the hotel room, I'm giving you, you know, my opinion on things or my opinion on the area. That's what it is. If you're looking at the hotel website, which this has happened to me before, especially in Europe. So one of my tips about hotels, especially like in other countries, is if you are a member of like IHG, Marriott, Hilton, something like that, where one, you're getting points for which I love my points. Two, 
there's kind of a standard to all of those. So you know, like kind of what the Marriott's going to be like, you know what the Intercontinental usually is going to look like. So there's kind of like a standard to go by. And I think that those are kind of like safer in regards to getting what you expect. Um, I was like in this area in Portugal one time and it's in Caixcais, which is actually one of my favorite areas. Um, but it was, I'd never been there before. That was the first time we went. So we were just like looking up different hotels and I found one that was like, you know, by the beach and it looked really nice. And I remember when we got there, it did not look like the photos at all. I actually, like we didn't stay there. We left that hotel. So I think if you are going to go somewhere you haven't been, either get a recommendation from someone you know personally or look onto like these like personal accounts where it's literally someone's phone camera videoing the room because again, that is the most honest review. That's a little travel tip for the day. So I'll let you guys know when those are gonna be posted. So that'll be fun. So today I am gonna talk about three different techniques that I personally use on a daily basis to help improve my overall kind of productivity, success, um, how I stay motivated, how I stay focused, how I improve my physical health, my mental health. Three little things that can really change your day, your week, your month, your life. It's amazing to me when I learn a new technique like this. Again, I've done a lot of different courses. I've done a lot of reading, a lot of research on things. And it always blows my mind when I learn of something new or a new technique. And then when I implement this technique and I see such growth, such success from it, it just blows my mind. And then I kind of get like, why didn't I know this before? Why wasn't I taught this? And I don't know, but guess what? I don't now. So you too will feel the same effect if you try some of these techniques. Okay, so the first technique I am going to talk about today is called mise en place. So this is a French term. So let me spell it for you. That way, if you want to do some research on it, you can. So it's three separate words. The first word is spelled M-I-S-E. The second word is E-N, and the third word is P-L-A-C-E. So this French word means to put in place or putting in place. <laughs> you know, what's funny is obviously just coming back from France, I was trying to learn as much French terms and as many French words as I can before I went there so I could at least like say some things or if I was somewhere and I had to ask for something and someone didn't speak English, I could you know, communicate. So my husband is from Portugal. He was born in Portugal. During his childhood, him and his parents and his sisters, they moved to Switzerland. His parents were moving for work. And so he grew up in Switzerland for many years. And obviously living in Switzerland, he learned to speak French. So in addition to speaking Portuguese, he speaks fluent French. I knew this, you know, but we never really were anywhere where he had to use French. Like we would meet different people maybe who spoke French and he would kind of like talk to them a little bit, but I never really saw him fully use French as like, you know, the daily language. So in Paris, he would be just communicating with the Uber driver or the waiter in French. And I was so annoyed by this because I don't like not knowing what's going on. I don't like waiting for him to have to translate the whole thing to me. I want to know what's going on. So I kept trying to learn as many terms as I can and my son and I would be like 
practice saying little words to each other. I'm going to keep learning my French, guys. Um, you know, je ne sais quoi, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So back to mise en place is a French word and it means putting in place. And it is a French culinary phrase. So it refers to the setup that is required before cooking. Anyone that worked in a restaurant, like, or if you're a chef, if you're going to cook a meal, you're going to prep for that meal. You're going to get the foods you need, maybe this, the knives you need. If you need a certain pan, a certain oil, like you're going to get your setup before you start cooking that. Or if you worked in a restaurant, say as a waitress, like I have, many years ago, you know, you would come into work and you would get a separate side job. Say it was filling up the ice or cutting limes or cutting lemons for the drink. So there's all these little like behind the scenes setup work that you do. And obviously this is done to help the shift run smoothly and to help the, you know, recipes come out good and come out on time. So this is very common in the culinary world and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It is done because one, it helps the task feel more natural. And basically what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for success. This is kind of, again, how we got to live our lives. So this correlates really well maybe to the time boxing technique that we talked about on a couple different episodes. And remember, you guys can go on Amazon and type in Slay the Day, the planner, and you can get the official Thrive Girl time boxing planner that you can use in addition to this technique. Basically, with Ms. and Plus, you're going to take 10 minutes every Sunday and you're going to map out the week. You're going to make a little roadmap for all the things and tasks that you have to do that week, any important appointments or reminders, you're going to write it all down. Because when you have it mapped out, there is less chance of error, less chance of forgetting something, increased probability of you completing the task. It shows to increase productivity levels. All right, so that's kind of the roadmap of the Miss and Plus. The other one is implementing it kind of daily. So doing this at night, say at night, you know, you ate dinner, you know, you're getting ready for bed, you're getting the kids ready for bed. And maybe you and your husband end the day by sitting on the couch and watching, you know, a TV show together. Now, before you guys sit down to do that, take 10 to 15 minutes and set up your home. So, you know, make sure the dishes are put away. Make sure the laundry that is lying on your couch and is not folded is put away. Make sure the backpacks are in the right place. That way tomorrow morning, you know, they're there and going to be easier for you to pack up. If you want to pick out the clothes for the next day, you want to set up your coffee cup and your coffee by the machine. So when you wake up in the morning, it's all there. Do that because it's going to start your day in a better frame, less stress, less anxiousness. And again, you're just setting yourself up for success. So not only do you implement this task as creating the roadmap for the week, but you also create that energy of your daily household by prepping things and kind of keeping things in order. So just implementing this 10 to 15 minute strategy daily at night is going to allow you to wake up the next day, feel at ease, feel calmness in your home. You're going to walk into a clean kitchen with no dishes anywhere. You're going to have a smooth morning because your kids backpacks are ready to go. You know, your coffee is ready to go. You made sure that you have coffee creamer because 
because one of the worst ways to start a morning, in my opinion, is to go and make a coffee and I do not have my favorite almond milk creamer. That just is a no-go. Literally, I have to have that. And if I didn't do my mise en place the night before, maybe I would realize, hey, I ran out of creamer and I can run to the store quickly and get it before going to bed and waking up in the morning and being miserable because I don't have my favorite creamer. So again, mise en place is for productivity increase. It's to increase your success, increase your likelihood of completing your tasks. And it also helps to improve your mood and keep your energy calm and set you up for success. So love that. Love the mise en place. The next technique, which is kind of funny, is this technique is actually an Italian technique. So we're moving from, we're flying from France to Italy right now, which I want to do that. So Italy's on my list. So Italy, I'm coming for you. Um, so the next technique we're going to talk about, it's called the Pomodoro technique. Pomodoro in Italian means tomato, aka the tomato technique. I learned about this technique in college back in the day because Anybody in college can relate to this. Um, you know, sometimes studying is just overwhelming. You know, I always said like certain points of college, it's just merely pure survival, especially during finals week when you are just so stressed, literally sleeping at the library. Like my friends and I would literally spend the night in the library because we knew if we went home, we would maybe fall asleep or whatever. So we would just spend all nighters in the library during this week. And it's terrible. So I was always trying to learn different ways to tackle studying so it wasn't as overwhelming or as stressful. And that's when I first heard about the Pomodoro technique. But this technique can be used for anything, not just studying. So this technique can be used for any type of task or any kind of to-do list that you have. So let's talk about how this works. So basically, this was developed by a guy. His name was Francisco. Uh, his last name, I don't know how to pronounce, but it's C-I-R-I-L-L-O. He invented this technique while he was studying, actually. So he was trying to find an easier way to study. And he had like a little kitchen timer that was in the shape of a tomato. Like, so think about like a little red plastic tomato kitchen timer. And he said, you know what? I'm going to turn on this timer for 25 minutes and I'm going to try to study as much as I can and stay focused. And then after that time is up, I will take a five minute break and then continue the formula. So you can apply this technique when you're at home or you're at work for whatever kind of to-do list or whatever you have to do. So you'll take a timer, you can use a kitchen timer, you can use your phone. I actually do recommend using a timer, not your phone, because again, the phone is a distraction. If you're looking at your phone and someone starts texting you or you're getting notifications from social media, you're more likely to click into that and get distracted and not focus on the task at hand. So if you have an actual little timer, I think this works even better than using your phone. If you don't have a timer, you can use your phone. Just try to be, you know, structured during the technique. You'll start the timer, you know, for 25 minutes and you're going to start tackling the to-do list or whatever task you're trying to tackle. You're going to stay focused for that entire 25 minutes. You're not going to go on social media. You're not going to, you know, answer the phone call if you don't have to. You're not going to, you know, text your friends. You're going to focus for that 25 minutes. And then after that 25 minute timer goes off, you're going to take a five minute break. You're going to repeat that four times in a row 
or once, whatever you're doing. But if you want to kind of continue the process, how this works is you would do that four cycles. And then after the fourth one, you take a longer break, which is more like 15 to 30 minutes to kind of restore and kind of give your brain a little rest. And that is how the Pomodoro technique is done. So why does this Pomodoro aka tomato technique works so well. It's because research shows that procrastination really has little to do with someone being lazy or someone having lack of self-control. Rather, people tend to put things off to avoid negative feelings. So it's uncomfortable if you're looking at like a long to-do list or you're staring at a giant work project you have to do. You don't know maybe where to start or you're just not looking forward to it. So a lot of times people will just avoid the task that they have to do and, you know, turn on Netflix or start texting their friends just to get that immediate boost of mood or immediate boost of dopamine and just kind of like avoid things to make themselves feel better. However, the study of the Pomodoro effect shows that this is an effective way to break out of the avoidance cycle. Um, And how do you do that? It's because you're shrinking down the scary, big, large task into small, silly little tomatoes, basically. Once you turn on that timer, it's almost like a boost to just start it. So, you know, research shows that just picking up that silly little kitchen timer you have and just starting the timer and then Once you hear that ticking or that, you know, you see the numbers going, you're just are propelled to start. So you just start the task at hand and it almost becomes like a game to yourself because you want to see how much you can accomplish in that time. You know, it's 25 minutes. You're not asking yourself to sit and slave away for 25 hours. It's 25 minutes, which like flies by once you get started. So this technique just merely helps people with starting tasks which is often the reason why people don't complete anything is because they never start. And go back because I have a really good episode where I talk a lot about this and all the things that people are missing by just simply not starting. Pomodoro technique. There's even little things on YouTube you can look that have like a Pomodoro technique timer clip. But again, I really, really recommend getting a little kitchen timer because again, take away as many distractions as you can using a computer or a phone. My third favorite technique that I implement on a daily basis is closing my rings. Now, my Apple people out there will know what I mean by this. So I am an Apple user. You know, I have an Apple phone. I have the Apple watch. I'm not like super tech crazy. Like I don't have the latest Apple watch. I don't have the latest Apple phone, but I've always used Apple for many, many years now. When I bought the Apple watch, it was to kind of track my exercise. You have three rings on your home screen, unless you have changed your home screen, but I highly recommend keeping the rings there. Uh, So the three rings are the move ring, the exercise ring, and the stand ring. So the my move ring is like that pink color. So you close your move ring by hitting your personal goal of active calories burned. And as long as you're wearing the watch all day, it's going to count all kinds of movement, not just exercise. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is, you know, I get up, I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth and I slap my Apple watch on because I want to count every step I take. (laughs) So because it's like a challenge to me and I just have to close my rings every day. So the move ring is going to be, you know, all the active calories burned. And that's just by simply moving to do 
any task. So that's the move ring. The next ring is the exercise ring, which you will close or complete however you want to say it by completing at least 30 minutes of activity or brisk walking. So on my watch, there's ways that you can click what type of exercise you are doing. And I believe that is to make it more accurate in regards to counting the calories you're burning. So if you're going to exercise, say, and just do like a circuit exercise, you know, you would just click on functional strengthening or if you're going to go on a walk, you can click on the walking one or there's a Stairmaster one because I have a little stepper I use and I click that as well. Just basically exercising for 30 minutes a day to close that ring, which obviously research shows is very beneficial for us because 30 minutes of exercise a day can help minimize the chance of stroke, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, weight gain. It will help improve your sleep. It'll help improve your mood. It will help reduce stress. It will help reduce cortisol levels, which will help you with weight gain and stress. And exercise releases dopamine, which makes you feel happier. So again, exercise, movement, it's just so important for all areas of our life. So definitely recommend closing that ring. I exercise every single day. Um, you know, some days it's just walking, other days it's different workouts. Whatever the case is, I have to move my body every day and I always feel great after I do it. So I really recommend doing that too. Uh, the other ring, which is blue on my Apple Watch, is the stand ring. Basically, the stand ring, it wants you to get up for at least one minute during 12 different hours in the day. So basically, you know, in an hour, like if you haven't gotten up, you'll get that little alert that says time to stand up. Usually I never get that alert because I'm always like up and moving somewhere within an hour, uh, but I have gotten it. So basically, again, so if you're sitting for more than like an hour, that's going to alert you to get up. And again, sitting too much can contribute to health problems. That's why the Apple Watch tracks that. So just by getting up every hour, this has been shown to help lower your blood pressure, increase your energy levels, and reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. So just by implementing that, you are improving your overall health and wellness. Love my Apple Watch. Love closing my rings. That is something I do on a daily basis 99% of the time. Very rarely do I not close my rings. And I do that because I make my health and my wellness a priority every single day. Because at the end of the day, health is wealth. And I want to live a life of longevity. I want to live a life of health and wellness and be able to continue to do all the things I want to do. I want to avoid having to get any type of unnecessary surgery. I want to avoid any unnecessary medications in my future. And these are ways that you can do that. And just implementing this on a daily basis, you will see a big improvement in your overall health, wellness, mood, and you're going to feel happier. You're going to feel healthier. So I can't talk about exercise and movement enough because it is so important. I actually created my little PDF file of my favorite kind of home exercise program that I do. Some of my friends have asked me for this, so I'm going to be able to put that on my site so you guys can download that. So prior to COVID, I would go to the gym all the time. I loved spin class. I liked TRX. I loved all those kind of classes at the gym. But then when COVID happened and the gyms closed, you know, I, that's when I kind of stopped going to the gym and I started walking. I got a bike. I was biking a lot outside. And that's when I started doing all my home exercises. And I just 
just love my home exercise program. I just feel very aligned to home exercises. I encourage people all the time to do home exercise. Like some people think they just can only work out at the gym. I definitely love to walk. So walking is something I do a lot and I just get some of my best ideas walking. I usually am listening to a podcast while I'm walking, but that's when things just come to me because like sometimes for you to get an idea, you just need to think. And a lot of times we don't have time to think. Like if you wake up and you're just, you got to get your kids ready for school. You got to drive them to school. Then you got to rush home, get yourself ready or rush to work. You know, you're just running on autopilot all day and you're not having time to think or create. That's why exercise and journaling or meditating is so important because really what you're doing is you're just stopping everything else in your brain and allowing your brain to just think. And that's when a lot of times you will think of different ideas. That's when your brain will be creative. That's why it's important to carve out time every day to allow your brain to think because What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So if you are not happy with your current situation or you want to change your life in whatever way, unless you do something about it, it's not going to change. So that's sometimes a hard pill for people to swallow is understanding that concept. But once you start implementing these types of things into your daily life, you will be surprised at how easy you are to adjust to that and how happy you will be in the future. So again, maybe you're not a person who likes to exercise, but the hardest part is starting, right? So let's reference back to our Pomodoro technique. He created this entire technique just because there is a huge problem with people just simply starting the task because of whatever reason, whatever fear, anxiousness, whatever negative emotion that they feel, they want to avoid that. So just starting your fitness journey may be the hardest part, but once you start, you're more likely to continue it. All right, well, that is what I wanted to talk about today. I just wanted to share these techniques with you guys that I use and have found so much success with and have really implemented them and seen just such improvement in my overall life using these techniques. So I would love for you guys to try Try one of them out and let me know what you think of those and what you are able to accomplish implementing these techniques. And again, these are just more ways to improve our fierce, fiery February. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you have the most amazing day. I hope something amazing happens to you. I hope you get great news today. I hope you get a great surprise today. Whatever. I just want you guys to just receive all the abundance that you can today and tomorrow. All right. Well, you guys have a great day and I will catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye.